Well, hey guys, my name is Dustin and I'm your host today on Sozo Talks. This is Sozo Talks episode four, where we share thoughts, stories, and conversations to inspire, equip, and transform. And uh, I'm excited for our podcast today. I have our lead pastors, Joel and Lauren Lowry, are going to be sharing with us today. How are we doing, Joel and Lauren? Good. It's good to be with you. Good, good. Yeah, it's good to be with you guys. Um, I'm excited for today. We wanted to just take some time just to talk about what God is up to in our family and uh, to talk a little bit about relaunch and what God is up to in this season at Sozo Church. And so uh, just to jump in, um, Joel and Lauren um, are our lead pastors at Sozo. Um, and I'd love just for you, Joel and Lauren, to introduce yourself and just share a little bit about who you are, where you're from, and uh, how you ended up in San Marcos. Cool. Yeah, I'm Joel. I um, grew up in Houston and, man, had a, an awesome time growing up there. Moved to San Marcos to go to school. Um, really, uh, God started working on my heart um, while I was at, it was Southwest Texas at the time, now Texas State. I started seeing God move and uh, moved overseas to be part of a church planning team for a little bit, came back, uh, married Lauren, started doing college ministry. And really just started uh, at, at Texas State and really just started to have God just burn in my heart, not just this, not just the university, but the city and region. And, uh, and really felt like God was saying, hey, there, there is treasure hidden in San Marcos um, that uh, needs to be unearthed. And there's a, there's a movement that's supposed to flow out of San Marcos, kind of like the the uh, San Marcos River finds its headwaters at Ocarina Springs, Spring Lake, and flows uh, into the, the Gulf and essentially to the nations that God's got a movement like that uh, for San Marcos. And it was like this invitation to be in on that. And so really when we, when we planted Sozo almost five years ago now, really the, the whole heart of it would be that we would see uh, transformations in lives in our region and that would uh, be a resource to the nations. And so... Um, yeah, that, that's uh, kind of what got us here is really a uh, big belief that God has good stuff uh, in store for this, uh, this region, for his people, and that we could be a real blessing to the nations. Yeah, and I, uh, this is Lauren, and I grew up uh, here in San Marcos, actually. So I uh, have been in San Marcos since I was three years old. My parents still live here, and I have family here. And so San Marcos really is my home. I um, went to Texas State and graduated and um, actually thought I would be out of San Marcos by now, but God really has just given me a heart for this city, having grown up here um, and just seeing the city uh, grow over time and change and the influence of the university. And um, I really believe that uh, San Marcos is a special city and has um, a significant role to play uh, just in the destiny of this region and our nation and the world. And um, yeah, God just has burned in my heart a desire to see uh, San Marcos and the people of San Marcos step into all they were created to be. And um, and so whenever Joel and I planted Sozo, we, um, we just said, yeah, like, let's start this thing and, and just see how far God can take it. And we are learning that um, when you go all in with God, he starts to do amazing things. And it's just, 
in the short time that we've been sozo just to see what God has done and to see uh, dreams come to pass. And so, yeah, we're excited for, for what God has for us and through this church mm. for this city. Amen. Yes. Yeah, I love that. Um, I love just even just hearing both of you talk and after doing ministry for a few years with, with each of you, um, I love how much you love the city. And I feel like that's so important to really just love the city, believe that God is up to something in the city that you're in. And so you guys have modeled that really well. And uh, I'm excited even just after hearing you guys talk about what God's up to in the city. Um, I'd love to just talk for a second. You guys both mentioned it just a little bit about, you know, why Sozo, why you planted Sozo. Um, I'd love to hear, you know, what was, what was in your heart? What did you want to see um, as you planted Sozo Church? And maybe just share with us a little bit about like the vision, the mission of, of Sozo as a church. Yeah, uh, I, I think one of the things that we really wanted to see was uh, a, a different way of doing church. One of our, our phrases that we say a lot, it's actually part of our, st- our mission statement, um, is, is to be a family on mission. The rest of that statement is uh, representing who Jesus is to the world around us. And I think there's there's something significant about seeing the church as family. It really is kind of the, the biblical story also, but there, there's something about church, not as an event that we go to, but actually the people that we are, that, that I, I think... Um, is, is what really the, the world's longing for. And so um, I think as we started, we, we really started with the belief um, that it is uh, not, uh, that, that church is, is not a, a gathering, but instead our gatherings are really family reunions. Mm. And, um, and, and with the belief that the church actually is God's, God's plan to transform the world so that the world uh, would look uh, like heaven, that we would be the answer to Jesus's prayer, your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven, which leads into uh, our vision statement to see the kingdom of heaven advance in our lives, region into the ends of the earth. And so we really believe that that's what God's up to. That's the big story is that the kingdom of God is advancing. And so there's an invitation for us to be in on it. And so we pray, Lord, uh, in San Marcos, as it is in heaven, let it be. And, uh, and in our region, we really feel like God has, has moved us just from being focused on our city, though that's where we are and we have deep ownership of it, but also uh, to our region. And I think there's something significant about uh, beginning to own vision for, for regional transformation. And so we really want to see that happen. And I feel like as God teaches us how to do that, that, uh, that we'll be able to actually transport that to other regions. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, and I think uh, for me, just the church has been so, um, it's so personal that um, whenever I I received Jesus when I was young, but I really started following Jesus in my college years, and I had made some decisions that um, pulled me away from him and, um, and came back to him when I was, you know, a young adult, and uh, just the transformation that I experienced from being in his body and just the love and grace and the family that I experienced that um, was really amazing that I really could be surrounded by people who love me and are for me and, um, and want to see me become all that I was created to be. And just, I fell in love with the church when I was a young adult and just the desire to build a family, a group of people to be able to lead and equip and, um, form a family where people could come in and 
really experience life, like life giving friendships, um, vision for amazing things and, and just to step into their destiny. And so, uh, the opportunity to uh, build and steward something where lives are transformed and um, people get to experience the presence of God in ways that they never had um, and to experience transformation the way that I did. It's like when God called us out, we're like, yes, sign us up. Like we're all in with this opportunity. So, yeah. And I, I- I think that just captures it so well, Lauren, because I love the word sozo. No, when we say sozo, a lot of people think we say so-so, like average, and to some people, we probably are just the average church. But but <laughs> sozo really is like this, it's the Greek word in the Bible that's used for salvation over 100 times, and it means to restore, to make whole, to, to save, heal, deliver. And so it's the word used for salvation um, but we really actually have this belief that people can change, that sozo is possible, that that it is actually possible for God to restore what's been taken from us, and that the power of God to transform is greater than the power of the devil, the power of sin to distort, that God actually can heal and transform, and that no weapon formed against us can prosper, could really take us out of what God designed us for. And so we, we love to see that in our own lives, we're living that out. We're on that journey, but also in the lives of our church family and beyond. Come on. That's amazing. Yeah. We really do believe that, um, that the church is the answer for the world. Like mm-hmm. that Jesus manifested through his family, through his kids is the answer for hope for the world. And so, um, yeah, that's our desire is that Sozo would embody embody that. I love that. Thank you for sharing that. And I, I think even just um, being able to be a part of Sozo, we've been able to see so much of that happen. So many of the things you were talking about, that family on mission, that uh, family, Lauren, that you were talking about, about just building a family that really does love one another well, and then just sees our city transformed and you know, actually seeing Sozo happen in, in a community, people being restored, people being redeemed. I know I've experienced so much transformation just journeying with this family. And so I'd love just for real quick before we jump into the relaunch stuff, maybe just to take a quick trip down memory lane and, and just share with us a little bit about what, what's kind of happened in the past five years. You know, um, how have you seen God move um, on the past five years since Sozo uh, was started? Um, yeah, I just personally, the relationships, you know, that Sozo started on a back porch with four couples with big dreams and, um, not a bunch of hows, but, uh, but a solid why. And, um, and just to see God take that seed of a dream and and grow it into an actual people, you know, like that we mm-hmm. once were not a people, but now we are a people. And um, God has just formed this group of people that are bound by love for, for one another, that we just really are for each other. And so, yeah, I, I look back uh, to those, those afternoons sitting on a back porch, just soaking in God's presence, inviting his, his presence to be among us and just saying, God, our hearts are all yours and we want to go where you're going and, and to see that um, grow into uh, people who um, have come together 
to, for the desire to worship Jesus and love one another. Um, so yeah, to meeting on a back porch, to meeting in a school cafeteria, to, um, yeah, to where we are now is it's just been really, really incredible. Yeah, it's, it's been a phenomenal journey. I, I think uh, none of us knew when we when we felt like Sozo was it was the name. Uh, what what that would mean for us. And so I even think for us as a team, we've all been on this journey of actually embodying Sozo. Um, mm-hmm. So I think, uh, man, I, I love our church family because um, I feel like for, for me, for us as, as leaders, uh, there's not this pressure to perform, but there's actually this expectation that, that God uh, is going to work on us and through us. And so um, I think about where I was almost five years ago, where I am today, and just the ways that I've experienced Sozo. And then I see that, like, as I look across our leadership team and look into our church family, we just see, I see God really raising people up that are that are uh, whole and healed. And so I love seeing that. And we've seen it not just uh, with people who knew him, but people saying yes to Jesus, uh, people returning to Jesus, those kind of things that, that our lives transformed. And so uh, and it's, it's been quite the journey. Yeah. It's been a good five years. It has been. Awesome. And I love what Lauren was saying just about the seed and, and how, you know, it all started with just a dream. That was a seed and just watching what God has been doing, how he's been faithful over that seed. And now that seed is becoming lives transforms and our city being impacted and our region just being touched by the kingdom. And so, um, cool thing about it is this is only the beginning. And so uh, that's what we're going to talk about next is just what is ahead for Sozo. And we've been talking just over the past couple of weeks about um, relaunch. Joel, you said um, just at the end of last year that that the word that you felt for this year was relaunch. And then uh, just a few weeks ago on a Sunday evening, you shared um, in our church service that, uh, you know, in the in the natural, it may not look like you know, relaunch is something that we need right now, but you still sense that the word for this year is still relaunch. And so, um, Joel, why relaunch? Talk to us a little bit about that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, why relaunch? Um, uh, I think for a couple of reasons. One, um, I feel like God's dreams for the church are actually bigger than her vision, like actually what we can see. And so I think relaunch is actually about the, the church being, uh, who God has called to, and created the church to be, that we would actually be uh, the body of Christ in the world. And, and, and I think when, when Paul wrote that, you know, we, we sometimes uh, see that as symbolic, but I think Paul wrote it actually that the church is the body of Christ. He actually didn't write it so much as a, as a symbolic idea, but it was actually a supernatural idea that the church would actually represent Jesus, would look like Jesus in the world. And so I, I believe God hasn't given up on that dream. I don't think he developed a, a plan B. And so I, I think for us, um, I, I love our journey. And I, and I think in a lot of ways we've been experiencing uh, in, our, in our team and our church family so over the last almost five years. And, and I feel like God is uh, now really relaunching us in, into a lot of the vision that he's given us. Um, one of the things that I realized is that we we started, uh, and we would say with, with vision, I think a, a lot of how we started was with dreams. Like, man, this would be cool to see this happen. We, we even feel like, hey, God is saying these things. But I think we've, we've really, since the beginning of the year, really been been digging into, okay, what does it look like to develop uh 
with God strategy and steps to, to make our dreams vision and then to make our vision reality. And so we've been really digging in deep to say, okay, well, if we want to have the, the, these outcomes, then what is it? what are the inputs that are needed to have these outcomes? And that doesn't displace uh, our value for the presence of God. That's huge. Those things aren't competitive. They're actually, uh, they're actually interdependent. But we, we really begin to say, okay, there's some steps that, that we need to take to step into what God has for us. And so I think relaunch for us as a church family is, is looking back, okay, what are the things we know God has spoken to us? And then how do we step into um, those things? And so we, we uh, really feel like God said, Hey, invite at least a part of relaunch is inviting our church family uh, really to step into building together at a deeper level. And so we're, we're developing a relaunch team uh, that is really geared towards that. But I, th- I think there's a second thing during relaunch, and I haven't talked about this much, um, that in the middle of a pandemic, it's really uh, disorienting um, for a lot of people. And it feels like life is on this strange twilight version of uh, hold for us. And I, and I feel like God um, actually wants to give people um, something on the horizon to to steady them and step into so that they can actually be relaunched into their destiny after this uh, very strange season. And so I think there's there's something that's both corporate for us, but then also very individual for people to step into what God has for them. It's good. Um, I love this. You, you said um, that you feel like God has given strategy and steps to turn uh, dreams into vision and then vision into steps. And so ultimately relaunch is, you know, um, all the things that God has, has spoken to us as a family. And now what does it look like to get there? Is yeah. that kind of what you're saying? Cool. Yeah, yeah. I love that. Um, you just to kind of talk, take a step back and look like big picture. You talked in that same sermon, um, just about how every 500 years, uh, the church has experienced, you know, a reformation and, uh, you just shared, you know, about the Protestant reformation that happened, uh, just over 500 years ago that totally transformed the world as we know it. And uh, we are in the year, I think, 503. And he, he said, I think we're a little overdue um, just for a reformation. And so I'd love to just hear um, just y'all's perspective on, you know, what are, what are some of the things in the church globally on a big scale that you feel are in need of reformation? What, what do you feel like God is doing reforming in the church at large today? Yeah, Um uh, I, th- I think uh, we can look a few places that we already see a pretty incredible reformation taking place. Um, places like uh, Brazil or China, where there's just massive movement uh, that God's doing. I think about where my, my brother and sister-in-law are in Eastern Europe, and they're seeing uh, refugees from Syria, Iran, Iraq, totally transformed by the power of God. And and, uh, and and really living as as the church, um, but if we were to, to uh, rewind uh, five hundred years, uh, I think there were some cool things that came out of the Protestant Reformation. One was a high value of scripture. Um, another one uh, was really this concept of the priesthood of all believers. Um, the the challenge that the Reformation had uh, with those two things is that we tended, instead of to gather in family, we tended to gather around uh, like belief, um, which is where I think the church has actually ended up uh, with with thousands now of denominations because we divide 
where we disagree. Um, but I don't think that's the way that the church has always been meant to operate. Like that's not God's design. God's design isn't that we uh, run uh, over the slightest disagreement uh, over carpet colors uh, or our view of sub- uh, of atonement, right? So, so it's not uh, that we move away from each other in those things, but I really think God's desire, what happens is if we really engage this idea of priesthood of all believers and it leads us into uh, which is a very biblical idea. Uh, it says over and over again, I've made you to be a kingdom of priests. That's what uh, the church is all about, um, that everybody actually gets to minister directly to God and then gets to be ministers of the gospel, ministers of reconciliation. But I think when we when we begin to lay a hold of, of this from the idea that, that church is also family, that then everybody has a part to play and everybody is activated in what God is doing in, in his body. And I think what we've created uh, where we've rallied around uh, belief instead of relationship, what we've created is a hierarchy and the people that know the most have the most influence. But actually, I think the way that it should work in the kingdom, what, what it seems that Jesus is saying is actually the people that love the most should have the most influence. And so I think there's the the reformation that I see working is actually uh, not so much around belief, not that what we believe doesn't matter. That's huge. Uh, but it's actually the expression of belief through love that really uh, matters. You see, I think there's a few different levels of belief. I think sometimes we believe uh, ideas. Um, and and James says that even the devil believes that God is real. Even demons believe that and they shudder. So there's something about like the way we believe that there's actually a deeper level of belief that actually empowers us is what James goes on to say. And so I think when we begin to understand that our, our belief has to look like love, then it actually brings us together as family and, and we uh, become in some ways unoffendable so that we can look more like Jesus. And so I think um, when I talk about reformation, uh, one of the things that the reformers believed is that, that the church should always be reforming. And so I think um, it's not as much uh, of this like uh, ripping away or totally starting over, but I think God is is reforming the church to be both the bride of Jesus and the body of Jesus, so that we would look more like Him um, and be radiant. And so I think there there is this reformation of the church uh, becoming less organizational, less hierarchical, uh, and more of this family on mission. I think that's what what God's doing. And in that picture, uh, I think First Corinthians twelve does it really well. Everybody's got a, a part to play, um, and, and we're not all the same. And actually, our are we, we move away from individualism, which is uh, self-centered and about me, to individuality, which is recognizing the distinctness of the ways that I look like Jesus and the part that I play in looking like Jesus so that I reflect him well wherever God's placed me. And so I, I think that's that's part of it. I think it's probably bigger than I even understand, quite honestly, but I, I think that's a lot of what God wants to do. And then it really doesn't matter uh, what church, what our church name is or what our association is if we begin to uh, act like family, then it's actually relationships that connect us. And so I don't see a big dissolving of, of thousands of denominations, but I actually think our denominational lines drop. We're seeing that in our city, um, that our denominational lines drop and we're actually running together um, because we uh, agree on Jesus and we have his love for each other. Yeah, I also think that um, people are actually grasping that God is good and that he's not just good, but he's good to me. And and, and so I, I see just 
his bride really uh, falling in love with her bridegroom in this whole new way that we, um, that it's not just this distant God that we worship that's up in the sky who, uh, who wants to punish us whenever we don't give 10% every month or when we uh, miss it on something, um, but that he really is so relational. Like, I think for me, it's this realization that my actions actually have an effect on God's heart. Like that he's not just looking to control me and not just looking to... Um, get me to be his minion, but he actually sees me as his bride and that he actually believes in me and is good to me. And I think that the church is grasping that, um, that, it, that, that the way that the disciples interacted with Jesus, you, you know, that we are actually um, experiencing that on a huge level, that he's a real person, that, that he has feelings and emotions and believes in me and that he actually um, is so for me. I think that the church is um, getting that, that it, it, that it, that there's less separation, that it really does look more like a marriage. And I, and I think part of it is just this empowering of women's voices in the church that, that it, that, that as, as we make room for everybody men and women, all colors, all shapes, all sizes, that there really is no separation, that, that God really uh, loves, values, wants to empower all, all people. Um, and, and, and I think that is, that is shifting in the church in a major way right now. Um, and, and underneath that, I think there's this explosive power and excitement that is coming that, that, that people can sense the change. I know for me, I, I sense it where it looks like God is up to something um, really changing the way his church looks. I love that. I just, I mean, just in hearing you talk, I, you know, as I love looking back at the, you know, the Protestant Reformation and studying and learning what was really happening there. And I think you said it best, Joel, that, um, you know, that was a reformation of, um, a lot of thoughts and ideas about God. And then, you know, church began to gather around dogma and doctrine and, and it did cause division. I think some of that was necessary, but what I hear both of you saying is that there's a reshaping of belief and our understanding of who God is. Um, but, but it's causing real unity to happen. Um, and it's also causing us to see God for who he really is. And that's impacting how we live our lives. Um, you know, faith working itself through love, believing that God is, is actually good and that we could believe that he's good to me. And um, I know for some people, uh, those may be just cliche things, um, you know, we, we've kind of heard tossed around, but I think if you take a step back and you really look at the church at large of God is revealing himself as good, that God is breaking down denominational barriers. God is bringing unity on unprecedented levels. I, I know our region, just thinking of pastors and leaders and churches gathering and um, like I've never seen before. And so God is up to something and it is really good. And I think my favorite thing about Reformation is that it's not our idea. Um, yeah. And both of you said, you know, over and over is like, I sense this is what God's doing. Reformation isn't something that's started by man, but this is just something God's up to. And I think it's just really cool um, just to get, get to be a part um, of what he's up to. And so um, I love that. I, I want to jump in just a little bit deeper and talk 
um, just specifically um, in the context of everything we've been talking about, talk specifically about relaunch for our Sozo family. Um, and so just, just straight up, if, if, you know, if I'm someone who attends uh, Sozo, maybe just describe a little bit um, what, what would a Sozo uh, member or someone who, who attends Sozo, what would they get out of relaunch? Yeah, um, I think what we are, our desire is on the other side of relaunch that people will um, discover their calling, um, what they're called to, um, and discover what their place is in Sozo, and um, and then discover how to bring the kingdom wherever wherever they go in the world, whether they're teachers or moms or businessmen. Um, and so really, uh, it really is just a discovery journey. Um, and, and that, that we would be more solidified as a family. I've been describing it as like, whenever you're a freshman in college, you go to like orientation and you go to, or like fish camp or something, and you learn the culture of that organization, that university, um, you learn the songs, you, the chants, the values, the, so that, but on the other side, you actually possess the culture of that university. So when you're released onto campus, you know how to carry it wherever you go. And so, um, so someone who's going through relaunch on the other side, they would know this is the uh, culture of Sozo and this is the culture of the kingdom that we carry. And as we go from this place, um, this is what we're bringing out into the world. And this is who I know I am in this place. Um, so I think that's for someone, um, what they would get out of it. Um, you want to share what, Practically, that's going to look like. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, um, I, I think somebody signs up for relaunch in in early September. Uh, we'll have our first of three relaunch rallies, and that'll kind of kick off relaunch, and that'll be on a Thursday night. <clears throat> and the first one, we're going to cast vision, kind of for where we're headed and, and what all that looks like. Um, and then uh, from there, uh, our our, su- our Sunday sermons will be about relaunch, and so it's really kind of this series of of, re- of of sermons that are really laying the foundation for relaying the foundation for who we are as a church family and where we think God's uh, taking us and what that looks like. Um, And then throughout the week, you'll get uh, three uh, short, probably uh, eight to 10 minute videos um, that'll come straight to your your inbox on your phone. Um, And those will be uh, kind of digging deeper and activating you um, based on what we had just talked about and where we're going. Um, And then, uh, during, during every week that we don't have a relaunch rally, you'll actually be in a discipleship group, um, a relaunch group uh, that will be talking through um, all the stuff we've been talking about so that we can actually dig in deeper and relationally and really discover, okay, what is it that I'm called to? How do I fit? How do I bring the kingdom wherever I am? I mean, and really, um, I, I, I'm excited about those groups because I feel like they're going to be, um, there's going to be a lot of increased connection, uh, increased relationship. And I really think, uh, foundationally, uh, that will have this kind of a empowering discipleship um, aspect to it that I think is really at the heart of who we are as a people. So I'm really excited about uh, kind of how that's going to take shape. Cool. I love that. We're kind of running short on time, but I, I did want to just talk um, really quick. You, you mentioned this a few weeks ago, and I think you kind of gave people a taste of what's to come and just kind of what's in your hearts. And so we, we had just 
you know, and even you and I um, have been having some conversations just dreaming about the next 20 years for Sozo um, and, you know, what's ahead and, and what you sense that God is up to and has in store for us. And so um, what are some things that, that you really want to, to see happen over the next 20 years? I mean, relaunch, I think the, the whole purpose of, of even naming it that um, is that we're launching into something like God is relaunching us as, as a church and moving us forward. So what, what are some of those things over the next 20 years that you uh, believe God has for us? Yeah, uh, there's kind of two, two big categories. Um, one is that, that I really feel like God has said that we would raise up and this number, it's, it's like so big that it's either embarrassing or God, depending on how you see it, but that we would uh, raise up 10,000 uh, people who really know their identity and calling and can step into it to bring transformation to the world. Um, I, th- I think a lot of the uncertainty uh, in our world today is because uh, the, the church doesn't really know who she is, um, both both corporately, communally as a body, but also uh, individually. And so um, I'd love to see people be a kingdom light wherever they go and really just be um, an, an, an influence and a voice of love and wisdom wherever they go. And so uh, we, we want to really equip people well. I think that's a part of where we're headed. Um, and then as a piece of that, but kind of as a separate category, we want to see, um, we feel like God's called us to be an apostolic hub. That's a big word, but really that we would be a, a, a church and a community that um, sends and receives people, that resources people, that equips people to live sin. That's really what the word apostolic means, uh, is sent ones. And so we want to be a hub that let, lets people, or that equips people to live sent. Um, and then we want to multiply uh, the church as apostolic hubs. And so it's not about just planting little churches all over the place, but it's actually strategically developing teams that go into cities um, to bring the kingdom wherever they go and that they, they really reproduce um, in a relevant way, a way that matches the city and culture, uh, a, a hub that brings transformation. So it's not just about gathering, but it's also about sending and transforming. Um, and so we want to see uh, 20 uh, in the next 20 years, we want to see 25 of those apostolic hubs planted in the U.S. and 25 of those planted overseas. Um, and the key is this, that we would first become that. And so we're really digging in to becoming that part of what we've done uh, on, on the leadership side is begin to develop some targets and goals and strategies um, to step into that. Um, things like uh, developing uh, a ministry school, um, developing um, some internships and residencies that would really uh, uh, equip people for that. And then even um, developing just some leadership development track for people so uh, that they can step into whatever God has for them. And so part of what's been on our heart is really to develop a system where somebody uh, comes into Sozo, says yes to Jesus, that we can help them get into their destiny, whether that's being part of an apostolic team to bring transformation, um, or if that is bringing transformation, uh, maybe uh, in the school that they teach in, in their neighborhood, in their business place, um, in our community. Mm. I love that. Uh, big vision, which is awesome. It's vulnerable to cast like big vision like that. Cause it's like, man, only God can do that. But um, it's, it's not just stuff that, that came out of my head, but we've had, uh, it's pretty crazy. We've had uh, different voices into our church family um, that don't know each other, that aren't communicating, that we haven't even been saying, this is the stuff that's on our heart that have been saying, Hey, we've been praying for you guys. And we feel like God is calling Sozo to be, uh, an epicenter for what he does 
in the world. Um, uh, another guy said, Hey, uh, so I, I see Sozo as a bowling alley. Um, and he, he said that he saw us like rolling people, uh, down, down the lane. And, and what that was is launching people actually into their destiny. And so, uh, we feel like God's hand is on it. And, um, yeah, so it's exciting, uh, and, and scary, especially when you have moments of, of doubt, uh, it can get real scary. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. I mean, like you said, 10,000 people, it's either God or it's crazy, um, which is the place you want to live, you know? And, and I think, you know, faith looks like risk a lot of times and just trusting God is like, wow, did you say a thousand God or did you say 10,000? And so, um, but I love that just, you know, 10,000 people raised up and sent out from San Marcos, Texas. That's incredible. You know, 25 uh, apostolic hubs here, you know, domestically and, and internationally. And, and I just really sense that God is stirring something in our family um, and in our, in our dreams. And I think back to conversations, Joel and Lauren, that you've had um, just with us as a team now about that original core team sitting on the back porch and just dreaming of what could it look like um, just to be an apostolic people who love well. And now just to really start seeing a few years later, God start to give some some more clear direction around um, what that could look like. And I, I can only imagine that um, as things begin to come, you know, come together, that it's just um, it's so much bigger than you could ever imagine. You know, it's so much better than you probably could have ever imagined. And I feel like that's just who God is. And so I, um, just as we wrap up one, just would love to honor you guys and say, um, I, I'm really grateful for, for how you guys lead and, um, just your faith. And I think as I've just had, um, some touch points with, um, you know, college students and different members of the family. Um, there is an excitement, but it's more than just a carnal excitement. There's a faith, there's a seed, I, I think, in the hearts of people to say, I really think um, that God is going to use what he's doing in San Marcos, Texas, to just reach and impact the world around us. And so um, it's exciting. So as we wrap up really quick, just a few practicals. Um, what, um, you know, why, if you were just talking to someone, why would you, why would you want someone to join the relaunch team? Um, yeah. Yeah. I think one of the biggest lies from the enemy is, is this, that your life is irrelevant, but I actually uh, believe that God has calling and purpose for everybody. And that, that, uh, that plays out in what God's doing in the world, which I think is his church, um, not just organizationally, but it, it, it's the body of Christ. And so, um, I, I really feel like that there is destiny for people. And so, um, it's, it, it's interesting because when you, scripture says that when you, uh, hold on to your life, then that's when you lose it. But when you lay down your life, you actually find it. And I feel like um, that God is actually just saying, hey, would you lay down your life to step into my big vision and uh, purpose? And so I think there's incredible purpose for us as a people um, in relaunch. And I think it's worth it uh, to to deepen relationships and have some people that you're running with. Um, Yeah, I I, I think it's, it's worth it. It's good. Um, and then just lastly, how do people sign up? How, how do people sign up for relaunch? Yeah, uh, the best way to do that is to go to our website, sozosmtx.com, and you can either click on uh, the relaunch uh, little banner on there or just go sozosmtx.com slash relaunch, uh, and you can find that. You'll sign up there. Sign up not as couples uh, if you're married, but actually sign up as individuals. That way uh, we can kind of put all this, the pieces in the right place. 
Awesome. So relaunch is starting officially at the beginning of September. So you have a few weeks to sign up. Um, if this is something that you want to be a part of, we really invite you um, just to yeah, go to the website, sign up, jump in with us. God's doing some awesome stuff. And so Joan Lauren, thank you so much for sharing your heart uh, today. I think this is really helpful and I'm excited. I'm excited for what God has in store. So thanks, thanks Dustin. Dustin. Good to be with you. Love you, man. Uh, yeah. All right. We'll talk soon. Talk to you soon.